1: When do i start every step i take every move i make every single day every time i
2: pray <laughs> i'll be missing you yeah i'll be missing you iona and paradox engine but i'll be saying hello once again to our old friend painter servant wow Yes, what's, official bands... Oh, sorry. I was yeah, going to say, what's up, everybody?
1: Forget it. You know who we There's are. There's been new bands and unbands. This happens rarely, and it's a big deal. Yeah, so two bands, Iona, Sheila Vemiria, and Paradox Engine... I guess it was Paradox Engine good, Jimmy. Yeah, Paradox Paradox Engine (laughs) too good.
2: (laughs) Paradox Engine defined its own category of being too good, and as a result, got the axe in Commander. So that's what we've been talking about today on the show. How's it? How's it? Hello? Hello? Just so people always say, if we miss a how's it, it's a big deal. Oh, how's it? There you go. (laughs) Uh, And also, Painter's Servant was unbanned, which means,
1: I mean, I'm guessing, probably the price of it is going to go up because it wasn't playable before, and now it is. So you should go over to cardkingdom.com slash zone. Right now, if you're gonna pick wanna up. pick up Painter Servant before it's too late. It might already be too late. Also, there's gonna be a bunch of cards we're gonna talk about in this episode that go along with Painter Servant. Mm-hmm. Now that you can play it, you're gonna wanna know what cards combo with it or M20, Modern Horizons, Commander 2019, right, right. around the corner. You can probably start pre-ordering that soon. So again, cardkingdom.com slash command zone. You're gonna order all that stuff anyway. Just use that affiliate link. When you do, you are supporting this show. Game nights, all of
2: our content. You know, Painter Servant had this amazing masterpiece edition. Oh, yeah. And it looks amazing. I actually have one that we opened. Oh, really? Like in a pack. And and you're like, oh,
1: darn it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) When we opened it, I was like, well, that's not playable. (laughs) Now it is. (laughs) And you can play it on Playmats. They've done a lot of the masterpiece Playmats over the years, too. And if you're going to do that, you're supporting our other sponsor of the show, Ultra Pro. You can sleeve your cards up. You can keep those Painter Servants nice and, uh, I guess, waterproof by double sleeving them. Something Josh won't do, but something I will. That Painter Servant absolutely has to go in an Eclipse sleeve right now because it was worth ready
1: it's got to be worth like twice what it was two seconds ago yeah exactly so, so check yeah. it out do it to it and the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone in fact we call out one lucky patron every single episode and Woo. this episode is dedicated to joel, joel moore. moore joel you rock thank you for getting a name easy, that was yeah, easy, we got an easy <laughs> game from us. all right uh this is excellent. gonna be a special sort of mini episode we are going to have a another episode coming out this week in fact we're also gonna have game nights coming out this week holy crap but we felt like we could not you know we couldn't not
2: address the bands and unbands we had yeah. to come on and do a special episode for it so you know, when the tuck rule was changed i rushed home and i left my birthday dinner early so we yes, could record that episode so I this is equally
1: important to us right now <laughs> this doesn't happen very
2: often so no.
1: all right so main topic right away new bands new unbands let's talk about the bands first we have two cards that are no longer legal that were legal as of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is
2: Iona, Shield of Emeria. You want to read it? Yeah. Iona, Shield of Emeria is an angel, legendary creature. Six white, 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 nine total for a 7-7 seven, seven with flying. As Iona enters the battlefield, choose a color. Your opponents can't cast spells of the chosen color. So a f- kind of feel-bad card. I've talked <laughs> about the story where I was playing my mono green deck. Somebody I, waited
1: yep. a long time to play against me. I owned it me, and I was like, yep, you win. You got it. Cool. Um, and Paradox Engine also got banned. This is a card we mention a lot on the show because of it's the Paradox saying, Engine. Paradox en- this was our, our heuristic for, like, a very powerful
2: card. Yeah, this, before it was Prophet of Kruvix good, <laughs> yeah. and now Paradox Engine took its place. Uh, by the way, all of them involve untapping things. I'm going to have to start seeing, saying, like, Ether Flux Reservoir good or something. Yeah. oh, geez, You just put it up there and just like, <laughs> dee, 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 put the markers on it. Uh, Paradox Engine is five mana for a legendary artifact. Whenever you cast a spell, untap all non-land permanents you control. So, shenanigans ensue. Every time you cast something, everything gets untapped except for lands, but oftentimes that's all you need to just combo off and win the game.
1: Yeah, it's sort of an infamous combo engine. Yep. So Painter Servant also got unbanned. We'll read that and talk about that at the end. Let's talk about the bans first, Jimmy. Yeah. What do you think about the bans? Are they good slash
2: necessary? I think they are fine. I I personally haven't run into problems with either, but I do understand that Iona is one of the most feel-bad cards in existence because you can also cheat it out. Like a lot of times if you're like, oh, it's just a nine-mana angel, it takes forever to play, whatever... Uh, Grizzlebrand is also seven mana, but that ability, I think, is too powerful on its face to be legal, and Iona, I was always just like, if it happens, then yeah, sure, they play it for nine, but when people are cheating it out on you, and you have a monocolored deck, so yeah. Yeah, I just think those feel, I mean,
1: I'm not high on the bans, and I was part of the discussions for what cards might be getting banned, and I will say for the record here that I was strongly recommended banning nothing. Right. So, I was against both of these bans. Um... Yeah, I think Iona... I, I'm not, like, super sad to see either of them go, especially Iona. Like, yeah, yeah. there's very few um, times when that card is played in any other manner where it's just, like, ugh, right? Yeah, I don't How think... often does somebody play Iona and anybody at the table is like, sweet! Well, it's only if it's, like, hosing the player that's winning super hard. Right, you know? which... And the fact that it only hits one color... Yeah. ...is, like, often meaning that its power is pretty diminished. Like, somebody else can remove it or half your deck can still remove it or... So it really... I don't know. It just was. I didn't think it was a boogeyman in the format.
2: I I don't think it's a boogeyman. I also, like you said, I don't think many people are going to necessarily miss it. And I don't think that there are no decks that are, I don't think, really built around Iona like if unless it's one of your finishers then sure or like an option for you to grab out of your control deck but you know it, I don't think it diminishes the power of any of those decks which is a good thing and it doesn't hose any specific type of strategies entirely by getting rid of it I mean I have I own it in exactly 0 of my 25 decks Yeah me too I had so, my collie deck
1: for one point and I was like nah that's not the kind of person I'm going to be and then I just took it out And I think, you know, if you look on EDH Rec, it's not in very many decks, and I think it's because people learn really quickly. If you think it might be fun and then you play it, you learn, oh, that's Uh, not that fun. And then you either want to be not fun, which there's plenty of opportunity to do in a lot of different ways, or you want to be fun and you take it out. And I think we see that reflected in the numbers, which is like, just a lot of people don't use it. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about Paradox Engine.
2: Yeah. uh, hmm, This one definitely changes the structure of some decks i think yeah i think a lot of decks there are plenty of decks out there maybe not a lot that are want to get this card out and then win from that i mean
1: this card is just strictly very very powerful why we call things paradox engine good yeah i think it's the tip top of the power scale in commander it's equivalent to many things yeah. but it's it's definitely up there whereas iona from a power level standpoint not that mm. powerful right like it's a feel bad card but it's not Powerful, it's like Par- they were banned for different reasons almost, yeah. I'm assuming, right? Because Paradox Engine, I don't is think just- you could make the comparison that one is equivalent to the other no. as power level. Paradox Engine is way above Iona as far as just and Iona
0: does
2: not stop you from casting Paradox Engine, by the way.
1: That's a good point, <laughs> that's a good point. She doesn't <laughs> save nothing you do at with all, this, but yeah. Uh, Paradox Engine, again, do you even have Paradox Engine in a deck? Nope,
2: I have 25 decks, I have it in one deck. I, again, I did the same thing, I played it in one deck, and I was like. Yeah. yep yeah I I can uh, right I got it it was almost for me like this is too easy yeah I
1: have it in one deck it's one of my it's my Derevi deck which I'd say is like a nine on the power scale I have three decks that are like end of the night we've talked about this competitive level let's play our most powerful decks yeah that's the only Paradox Engine I own and it's the only deck it's in so no personal stake in this like I I don't really care from a personal standpoint about either card getting banned like it doesn't hurt my decks and I basically don't have to change my decks at all but I just don't know I I don't know that the case can be made that Paradox Engine is that much more powerful than a lot of other cards that are already legal in the format. I mean, cdh people can maybe tell us. Uh, they they ask me to ban flash all the time. They don't ask me to ban Paradox Engine all the time. <laughs> Cuz so, it's a, like a 5 mana cost artifact which is just much different. It doesn't than... do anything. You have to set it up. Yeah. Like there's a lot of cards that you have to set up to do stuff. It is hard to use Paradox Engine in a manner that's
2: like not, not broken. broken though. Yeah. So well, you know, they said the same thing about Hermit Druid. Or at least I said the same thing about Hermit Druid.
1: Um, so later this week, maybe tomorrow, or maybe maybe after Game Nights, we're still undecided. Mm-hmm. The Commander Summit Part 2 is going to come out. And in that um, episode, we have a section where we talk about bans and unbans. So we ask all the content creators, the rules committee people, the members of the CAG, what cards they would want banned and unbanned. So I thought it would be interesting to look into these two cards specifically, Iona and Paradox Engine, and see like what they thought about them. So about there was about 18 people that responded to that question if you'll remember we, asked we had things. like 35 yeah 36 people that we asked stuff but they didn't all have to answer all the questions they could just choose the ones that they had good answers for or wanted to answer right so 18 people responded on bands and unbands and two of them mentioned paradox engine okay which I don't think is equivalent to two out of eighteen mm-hmm. because many people said multiple cards, like three or four cards that would have won banned or In two or three. It was
2: just one of the So
1: yeah. yeah, maybe it's two out of thirty-six or whatever. I don't know that exact number. Mm. And then three of the eighteen said Iona. So Iona was a little bit more popular. Neither I will say, without giving away what they were, neither of those cards were at the, the top. top. The yeah. top the top couple of cards were not the cards mentioned. Or, sorry, not Iona or Paradox Engine. They were, I would say, significantly lower cost in mana. Um, and, yeah. and you can, of course, watch that episode to find out what those two cards were. But that tells
2: me maybe the rules committee is using different criteria than, like... I think Iona makes sense to me. It's, I think, creating a better play environment and less feel-bads. Paradox Engine, I'm not entirely sure about because look, you can, there are two card infinite combos all over EDH. The yeah. Paradox Engine requires usually you to take the longest turn in the whole game and do stuff over and over again instead of just being like I win. So I don't know. I, I, the, the Paradox Engine ban still feels a little off to me, but I mean, yeah, I won't miss it. I guess I, I won't
1: miss it. I have no personal stake. I, I don't think that I don't like that ban specifically. I own is like whatever. Not a lot of people were playing it. I still. It's been around for a decade and nothing really changed, so it yeah. is weird to me to ban it. But Fine, I don't think there's a lot of people like, I love Iona, it. it's the best card ever. <laughs> Paradox Engine, on the other hand, can do some cool things, uh, but it can be really broken pretty easily. You know, one of the big things I brought up when we were arguing this with the Rules Committee and the CAG
2: was... You mean civilly debating? Civilly debating. There we go.
1: Was, you know, there's a thing that I think is, it's it's bad for players when you ban a card when it's, not worth it, mm-hmm. even though it's like, yeah, not a lot of people are maybe gonna cry, but like, think of the, just the dollar value lost, right? Like, they make an announcement this morning and a $35 card goes down to five bucks. Paradox Engine is not gonna be worth See anything any, because yeah. it, it's not played in modern legacy, anything else. It's all its value is only because of Commander, and there's tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of players that have that card. And so we're talking about millions of dollars, literally just evaporated from the universe in that moment and for that decision. Yeah. The snap. Now I'm not saying you, that's the primary thing that you worry about when you're running a format, but it should be, the juice has to be worth the squeeze. Right. And, and to me, I'm just not, I'm not feeling like everybody out there that had a paradox engine that suddenly it's worth nothing. I'm sorry. I had nothing to do with that. Um,
2: I'm, I'm curious to see what the reaction will be because there might be... I mean, it's gonna they're going to have two parts of it, right? You're going to have people that are angry that they lost value in the card, and they're going to have people that are angry they lost value in the card in their deck, and they're going to have people that are happy that they don't have to play against it anymore. Yep. So I'm wondering, what are those numbers looking like? And we'll find out as the internet discusses this, I'm sure, in depth over the next couple of weeks i mean it's an extremely
1: powerful card and i will personally be happy to not see it across the table right. anymore but there's but um, what did it need to get banned is the question yeah but yeah. Aetherflux reservoir us is i mean we can go down the list there's a ton of cards i think that fit into a similar power level and you know i don't think we should ban all those so so what do you think about the ban list currently uh the ban list it's a mess it's like if you look at the ban list like let's be honest i'm sorry all the rules committee people but it is a seemingly random
2: <laughs> there are a lot of things on there i'm just like huh okay i mean
1: honestly like iona feel bad card winner orb static orb feel bad cards like tell me the difference between mm. those two things exactly those other cards come out way earlier and are way more annoying honestly than iona they
2: affect everyone and yeah
1: and they always do their thing iona sometimes only affects one player at the table or half of that player's deck like that is just a weird ban to me paradox engine very very powerful but look at the list of cards like yeah. there's a ton that are legal i mean there's a ton of cards I would put on equivalent level to Paradox Engine. It's just like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying hmm.
2: Paradox Engine is not very powerful. It's just, it's, I don't know. The, the ban list just seems kind of random to me. Yeah, it's tough, you know, playing League of Legends. You know how you ban champions before every single round? When you do that, it's like, I don't want to play against this because it's a feel bad or whatever. It Or like it counters the thing I want to do. You can't just like willy nilly ban new things all the time. So I'm I don't like the pattern of being like maybe we're just doing it to see what happens or like we think this could improve the format because like you said there's a lot of money just whoosh, in the moment that paradox there's engine. There's a real gets
1: banned. cost, yeah. To there's real people cost. out
2: there, like millions of dollars just evaporated from the universe. I can think of a few cards that I own that I paid money for that if they were banned, I would feel bad.
1: Yeah, luckily for us, paradox engine and Iona are not
2: among them because we didn't play them. But, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you want to hear about the cards that other people think should be banned, make sure you tune into the Commander Summit. Part one is already online. Part two coming later this week. So I wanted to talk a little bit here about the Commander Advisor Group because this
1: is the kind of the first moment when they had, we sorry we had, uh, uh, collective sway over it right yeah L- where we were involved in a major decision like we've worked on some ph- ph- philosophy documents and stuff before, huh. but this is the first one where. There was a lot of CAG keg, keg, uh, involvement. Um, in the last five years, I went and looked this up, yeah. there's been two cards banned, Prophet of Crufix and Leovold, mm-hmm. and three cards unbanned, Metalworker, Kokusho, and Protean Hulk. Now, two of those were unbanned as sort of a retooling of a rule with, they got rid of banned as commander. Right. And so that made Metalworker and Kokusho kind of freed up. Yeah. Um, I think that's what happened then. Anyway, and Focusho
2: definitely. Focusho,
1: yeah, yeah. I think Metalworker just came off at the same time or around the same time. Um, I love that card. A little over five years ago, Sylvan Primordial was banned. So if you go back six years, I think three cards have been banned. It's three and three. Yeah. Um. So this is not something that happens very often, right? Yeah, We're looking at about a half a card a year banned. We just had two banned it's and, like and an one unset.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we uh, just had two banned and one unbanned, in you know the space of, you know. However long yeah, um it, time will tell like if they do this again and then you know in six months, then I think we're in we're in trouble and the kegs may be influencing the rules committee in the wrong direction because I definitely don't think this kind of uh like a,
2: a high rate of banning and unbanning is good. It's not, what well, the, the thing it creates is, it's the same with like a stock market. The moment you're like, uh-oh, things aren't what they're normally, things that people are mass selling this or doing that because something else big happened, then you have instability. Yeah, that's stability, that's yeah, a good yeah, you word. You really don't want to have that uh, in a format, especially when it's at a great place right now. So we'll see how the Commander Advisory Group continues to influence the Rules Committee, and if it's in a
1: good way or a bad way. I would say, from the inside, from my perspective, the jury's still out. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, another... it, can, it, can be, it can be bad, right? Like, a lot of cooks trying to mess with something could make something worse, not better.
2: Right, and then you also look inside R&D, who created a playgroup, because Standard was getting too crazy and they had to ban too many cards, so they brought in pros to test the format out. So maybe that's more in the line with the idea that it could be fine to have more voices in the room. Right, who knows? It just depends on how it goes. <laughs> yep. Okay, so let's about,
1: we're going to move into the unbans here, but before we do, I wanted to talk about an idea, which is is the banning of Iona and the unbanning of Painter Servant related? Because they certainly play very well into each other. Painter Servant is a card that, well, I mean, we should probably just read the read card, I, yeah. I suppose.
2: Painter Servants is a two mana artifact creature, Scarecrow. Reaper a, King. For the Reaper King decks. It's a 1 3. As Painter Servant enters the battlefield, choose a color. All cards that aren't on the battlefield and spells and permanents are the chosen color in addition to their other colors. So basically this assigns a color of your choice to pretty much every single card.
1: Yeah, it's all cards that aren't on the battlefield plus permanents that means cards on the battlefield including your lands and spells so anything you cast They're Yeah, all including gonna be your lands. a new color whenever you're, you choose it to be. Yeah, you're saying red and then everything's red yeah. in addition to what else it is, right? Yep. Yeah, so Iona color hoses one color. So if you say Cast Iona saying red, and then cast Painter Servant saying red. Nobody can cast spells anymore. And that makes it very hard to break up that combo because you can't cast spells.
2: Yep. The entire game is locked down unless you're casting... Oh, no, you can't even cast colorless spells because they now have color associated with them. So that basically wins. Um, This is a reason
1: that maybe the two are coming in and out at the same time. Maybe Mm -hmm. they decided, oh, if Iona's
2: gone, then Painter Servant's fine now which is a weird... Yeah. That logic, I don't get it all. It's well, bad. I also think you never want to be in the position where it's like, this one's out and because of that, this one's in. Like
1: It's just <laughs> that, it's just weird because is... really, was Spider <laughs> Servant banned because of one card that wasn't seeing very much play? That doesn't seem like that makes yeah. any sense to me. I wanted to say that that makes no sense also because there are similar combos right. that are legal right now and neither side is banned and... Karn, Mycosynth Lattice is one. Mm-hmm. Teferi, either Teferi. There's two different Teferis know, you can use both now. both work with this. Plus, Knowledge Pool is another one. Basically, does the exact same thing, which is players can't cast stuff Anything. or do things anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, we're going to talk more about the Painter Servant Unbanned in just a second, but we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our sponsors.
0: You can host the best backyard barbecue
2: All right, and we are back talking about the new bans and unbans that have hit Commander today. Uh, Big news. Again, Iona is now banned as is Paradox Engine, and Painter Servant, a long-talked-about card in Magic the Gathering, is now unbanned. So let us enter into this discussion. I am very excited about this in general because I never thought Painter Servant was something that was inherently broken. Yeah, I'm super excited, and it's a really unique type of a card. It's a bizarro card. (laughs) Nothing in Magic does anything similar to this to the degree it does it.
1: And I think it's a good unbanning, regardless of Iona in or out of the format. I think it could have been unbanned for a while now. We right. have similar cards that are already legal. Mycosynth Lattice turns everything into an artifact. and Enchanted Evening turns everything into an enchantment. This is a similar type of effect. Both of those cards have some broken things you can do with it that are oppressive. Mm-hmm. And they're fine, right? right. We yeah. don't think
2: any of them should be banned. And I think Painter Servant kind of falls under the same umbrella. Yeah, I think Painter's Servant isn't a Spike card necessarily. I think it's more of a Johnny card. And I I can see that's why it's combo-tastic. The things you can do with it are, there are still broken things you can do with it, but it's not, again, like we were talking about earlier, it's nothing that makes me go, oh, we shouldn't have that happen. It's just like, okay, sure, but you could also do X, Y, and Z that are pretty much the same power level of brokenness.
1: Yeah, I think there's a tendency when we see a card, especially if it's coming off the ban list, to be like, it can do X, Y, and Z, and that's why it's broken. But, like, so many cards have an X, Y, and a Z, right? Yeah, Kiki oh. has a huge yeah. X, Y, and a Z. Say, my like, favorite boy. Yeah, nobody's saying ban Kiki Jiki. There's so many cards. So, Painter Servant, I like this as an unban. I think it's going to open up a lot of fun things. Now, there are definitely some oppressive things you can do as well. Uh, this first one is kind of the
2: classic combo that everybody talks about with Painter Servant. Yep, and that's grindstone. So it's a one-mana artifact that you can pay three and tap it, and target player puts the top two cards of his or her library into their graveyard, and both cards share a color. Repeat this process. Well, what does Painter Servant do? But it changes all of cards. To... Yeah. So it looks like you're going to just mill them out. <laughs> this immediately KOs somebody. Yeah. You activate it, and if they don't
1: have a stifle or something at that point, right. they mill, triggers. There's no, even their lands turn into the color that you chose with Painter, Painter Servant. Servant so just like, Hello. They, it just yeah. immediately mills
2: them out. But it only KOs one player. So as combos go. Well, it's a two, three, four, five. It's a six-mana infinite combo-ish thing, right? If, I mean, you can combo do it early because grindstone
1: game. on one, yeah. uh, painter servant on two, ramp, painter servant, and then activate grindstone. But that, again, KO's only one player. The other two players are... It doesn't win you the game in the way a lot of combos kill everybody. Kill everyone,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, it does... I mean, I will say if this does happen, it's going to feel bad because they'll oh, have yeah. to draw both... Well, they'll have to get both pieces in their opening hand and sure, like, getting KO'd in turn four is bad, but CEDH also does that. Right. You so. You can do that already with a lot of things if you want yeah. to, but... It is a powerful combo. This is a very, very powerful combo. I yeah. don't think it's as powerful as a lot of stuff that's already going on that basically wins the game. This oh, is KO one player. And think about it this way. How many decks are going to play Painter, Servant, and Grindstone for the off chance they can draw it in their hand and have no other mill strategy? Like, do you want to really do that? It's actually a really good point because neither is a you a le- in your command zone. You have to <laughs> yeah. find them both. So there are two cards that
1: synergize with each other, but did they synergize with the rest of your deck? Yeah, That's something I think we're going to run into repeatedly with Painter servant which was we're going to mention a bunch of stuff you can do with it but the thing is do you want that stuff in your deck along with whatever else your deck is doing yeah because it's hard to build a Painter servant deck i mean not impossible but it's not your commander so it can be dealt with permanently what if it gets exiled does yeah. your deck just turn off i don't know <laughs> anyway so <laughs> I, I hope don't... you don't build a deck like that by the way doesn't but seem like a lot of fun i think there's still fun ways to have Painter servant in your deck and have it Uh, have available synergies without just totally committing to it yeah uh this next card though is a lot
2: like grindstone yep it's sphinx's tutelage which is a really fun card Limited. (laughs) two in the blue for an enchantment whenever you draw a card target opponent puts the top two cards of their library into their graveyard if they're both non-land cards that share a color repeat this process so very similar to grindstone uh but if they're not if they're if you draw a land off of this then it doesn't repeat itself you have to basically rip two lands and then it'll stop it
1: yeah but the way to get it going again is, is just draw a card. cards yeah yeah so it's not that difficult to ko somebody with this you you know
2: they're gonna probably rip two lands a couple of times throughout so you're just gonna have to have a way or two to draw cards through that yeah and the makes it does give it to you with it's a six mana effect on it five in the blue to draw a card then discard a card so you'll trigger you'll trigger the ability again
1: yeah uh, again com- ko's one player
2: yep it's also just so janky <laughs> it's super janky um this next one is one that i'm very excited about it's pyroblast and there are a lot of similar effects that we'll talk about later but this is an instant which is why i like it it's a red for one uh, run red for an instant you can choose one counter target spell if it's blue destroy target permanent if it's blue so you play painter servant you name blue and now all of a sudden red has a counter spell that can counter literally every card in the game yep except for lance oh and destroy everything in, and destroy I mean, every permanent in the game yeah, yeah. and so I, this is actually something that i could totally see playing in a mono red deck because you are trying to find artifacts. and You, you, you kind of already have themed. Pyroblast
1: in there. It's yeah. already a good card. Yeah. I don't think um, Hydroblast is as good because there's less red decks, but you're rarely in a pod with no blue decks. Yeah. So even if you just draw this and you don't have Painter Servant, Pyroblast is still good. Red Elemental yeah. Blast, another one.
2: Yeah, you just have to ask yourself if there are other ways. I would say in your deck you want at least two to three maybe other ways that Painter Servant does something really positive for you. Otherwise, it's yeah. just a really poopy Scarecrow. Yeah. Um, the next one is, I think, more likely for Painter Servant to find a
1: home in decks like this. Yeah. Because this is a commander. So Una, Queen of the Fae. We know that Craig has a good Una deck. I've he lost to a few times. He does. Yeah, Una is three and then three hybrid Demir. So six mana total for a five five flyer. Legendary creature. So can be your commander. You pay X and then a hybrid Demir. And then colon, choose a color, target opponent exiles the top X cards of his or her library. For each card of the chosen color exiled this way, put a 1-1 blue and black fairy rogue creature token with flying onto the battlefield. So this guarantees that for whatever you spend for actually going to get that many
2: fairies. Now, I think this is actually... One, totally fair. Yep, totally fair. Like, it requires you to pay X and a color, so you're going to be paying a ton of mana to make a bunch of one ones. ones It's a very powerful effect. But Una is already a powerful commander. There's many, many ways to get infinite mana in this deck. And once you do, then Painter Servant doesn't even matter. You just mill someone out immediately. I mean, honestly, in the Una deck, is Painter Servant better than Doubling Cube? No, I don't think so. Because a lot mean, of
1: times you're trying to mill people you, also I
2: think the una deck the usually the wind condition is like sure the one ones might kill someone in the air but ultimately you're going, you're trying to mill them for a billion yeah
1: but the and not just that mill still put
2: every single person
1: you're probably still putting Painter servant in just because it is good value and it comes out before she does and yeah. it guarantees that you do because sometimes you know you're like I really need to get three one ones just so I could block or something and blue is
2: very very good at finding artifacts out of your deck as well true yeah, so the next sort of interaction Painter Servant works really well with is the Conspire mechanic, and it's a basically you can it's a, it's a, when something has Conspire, you can tap two untapped creatures you control that share a color with the spell, and when you do, you can copy it. You can choose new cards, new targets for the copy. So I cast Lightning Bolt. I tap two goblins because they have because like if I cast a Lightning Bolt with Conspire, <laughs> which would be bizarre, you tap two red goblins, and then you can copy the spell with Painter Servant. Every card can copy everything. You can tap any creature for any for that color because it's guaranteed going to be and red. And Painter Servant's that color also. Yeah, they share a color with it, and they're all going to be that like, same color, red, blue, whatever.
1: Yeah, so maybe some Conspire cards become playable that weren't. I, that's a long shot, but I possible. I yeah. hope so. Uh, the next one's kind of a fun one. <laughs> Chameleon Spirit. This is super
2: fair. Yeah, this is beyond fair. This is like, bro, what is happening? I mean... <laughs> Three in the blue for one of them star stars. Uh, as it comes into the battlefield, choose a color and its power and toughness are each equal to the number of permanents of the chosen color your opponent's controls. So this thing comes in, and it's massive. I mean, it's, yeah. Because <laughs> Remember, lands. it does their lands, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're, all of a sudden they're all red or whatever. So Chameleon Spirit, you know, arguably, it could probably be like a 30-30. For four four mana, mana, 30-30. I mean, that's probably playable, but definitely not broken. Yeah, and you can just also bounce it, flick, you know, do yeah. a billion different things so to get rid of it. But that is very funny. Uh, this is a cool one. We've talked about
1: this card before. Uh, it's Glory, three white-whites. Oh for a flying 3-3. Three, three. You can pay two and a white, though, and it says creatures you control gain protection from the color of your choice until end of turn, but you can only play this ability uh, if Glory's in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. So you activate, once Glory dies or it goes to your graveyard, you basically have two and a white, give all your creatures protection from everything. everything yeah. That's out there, because it'll be of
2: whatever color you chose as painter servant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, speaking of protection, we have all the protection circles. Circle of protection, white through Wuberg. Yep. Uh, It's one and the color of it, uh, the color usually. And you just basically pay a man that says the next time a... White, source, blue, black, red, green, whatever, of your choice would deal damage to you. This turn, prevent that damage. And story circle is a very similar uh, effect, but it's only in white. And it's one white, white for an enchantment. As story circle comes into play, choose a color, and you can pay white to basically do the same thing with the circle protection. Next time, a source of your choice of the chosen color would deal damage this turn, prevent that damage. So you can basically prevent damage from everything for a white, including like Any one thing for a white, yeah. Yeah, that's source.
1: Because painter Servant changes all their stuff to red or whatever you chose. Yeah, story um Story Circle's pretty funny with it. There's that cycle of dragons and Croesus Rith. There's a whole bunch of them. Let's
2: let's read Krosis because I think it's probably the meanest one. Yeah. Croesus is three and Grixis, so three blue, black, red for a 6-6 six, six flying legendary creature dragon. Whenever Krosis deals combat damage to a player, you may pay two in the black. If you do, choose a color, and then that player reveals his or her hand and discards all cards of that color, color, color. So two in the black, you discard your hand. Nicol Bolas, original, you. Yeah. Um... Again, very fair. This is a six mana, six six flyer that needs to hit and then pay three additional mana on yeah. top of it to activate an effect. If that happens, I don't know, you had it coming. <laughs> Nickel Bolas can also just make you discard your entire hand, so.
1: There's Rith that like makes one ones. There's a whole bunch there's a cycle of these. Yeah. That basically like you choose a color and something happens. None of those cards are good now,
2: and I don't think they get a lot better with Painter Servant. Yeah, they get you know, they're better. <laughs> this one's a little mean. Yeah, I would say all of these uh, effects that we're about to talk about are definitely on on what would people c- would consider the meaner side. So Lawan, Yawan, I have no idea how to say this name, the Cephalid Empress, 3 in the blue for a 2-3, when this creature comes enters the battlefield, return all blue creatures your opponents control to their owner's hands, and your opponents can't play blue creature's spells. So Paner Servant actually hoses their hand and does a full-on bounce of their entire board.
1: If we were worried about Iona and Painter Servant, this is way worse than Iona because it's four mana, and right? It happens and way it faster. bounces it. So, yeah. like with Iona, I play it. Whatever they already have out is still good. And then it becomes whose board state's going to win? Uh, yeah, and, and well, it becomes they can't cast anything further. But if they already had an advanced board state, then they can maybe say, "Well, I don't have Iona removal, but I have player removal." Yeah. This bounces all their um, blue creatures to their hands, but all their creatures are blue, so bounces all creatures. Then says you can't cast. Blue creature spells. Whoops. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't turn off removal and stuff like Iona does, so maybe but it's... But that's still a huge
2: setback. And also the fact that it's
1: four mana.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's all blue creatures, and it's only your opponent's control, so it has that Cyclone Grift effect. Yeesh. Yeah, this is really good with Painter Servant.
1: I don't know if you can play it in a deck, though, because are you gonna play a card that only synergizes with one card in your deck, and otherwise you
2: don't want to play it, because you're in blue uh, if you yeah, play it. Yeah, unless Lawan is your commander, oh. and your entire thing is like... Oh, it's, it's legendary. A legendary. I didn't yeah. even notice that got that cool name here's a card that
1: i heard gavin Verhey talk about on like i think it was on brainstorm brewery or something uh-huh. and
2: it just it's really good already but it just got way better well it absurdly amounts better with painter servant yeah. it's reap a card i've literally never heard of it's one in the green for an instant to return any number of target cards from your graveyard to your hand but you cannot choose more cards than the number of black permanents target opponent controls so usually if there's one black player there for one in the green, maybe you'll return four, three cards from your graveyard to your Which hand. Which is
1: sweet at instant speed.
2: Yeah, really Why am good. I playing regrowth in any of my decks? I should be playing reap. Reap, yeah. Because uh, you're always going to get one. Probably. I mean, <laughs> if someone's not playing a black permanent, you are. Who knows? That's yeah. crazy. But in this case, now you're bringing back up to, you know, 10, 11. You're getting all the lands, right? All the cards, yeah, for yeah, two mana. Yeah, because
1: it counts lands. So if you're on turn five, that's going to be like 15 cards from yeah. your graveyard to your
2: hand. Pretty insane. Yeah, that card's sweet. Yeah. Um, these two next two cards are very, very similar to Luan in the effect they do. It's Washout and Hibernation. Um, basically, does the same thing. Normally, you choose with Washout, you choose a color and you return all permanents of the color of your choice to their owner's hand. So, all permanents, your not just opponents. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but normally, it's not super abusive because lands don't have colors. Now they do it because of painter servant. And also you choose a color, so you're bouncing like half of two opponent's boards or something. Yeah, but with painter servant now it's everything. And Hibernation returns all green permanents to their owner's hands. But again, you name green and then boom, everything bounces up to your hand. So it's basically upheaval. Yeah, if you painter servant this, it's upheaval. Upheaval is a banned card.
1: Very much banned card. Uh if you're and these wondering are cheaper too. How you take mana, advantage of the fact that all your everybody's everything got bounced, including your own, what you yeah. do is you float mana beforehand. So you have a bunch of mana rocks. You have a bunch of lands. You have Painter Servant out. You've named green. You cast Hibernation. With that trigger on the stack, you float all the mana from all your stuff. So everything gets bounced back to your hand, but you have eight mana in your mana pool, and you go, you know, Signet, Soul Ring. Play it all out. Yeah. Grim Monolith. And then now I can cast spells, and I play my one land for turn. Yeah. And now you all can't cast spells because you can't float mana on my turn and or... Use, use the, the spells, mana yeah. because it's all sorcery sweet stuff unless and so, you
2: have a dark yeah <laughs> well no because no, no, right. oh
1: my gosh
2: <laughs> so yeah
1: that's why upheaval is is kind of quote unquote broken and banned in the format yeah because um, the
2: person that casts it usually is taking so much advantage of it they're far far ahead of the other players
1: but i think a two card combo that creates an upheaval is like <laughs> totally
2: fine yeah i mean look we can make our own profit with crew fix right yep exactly better <laughs> yeah Uh, Next card is Ugin, the spirit dragon, and specifically his minus X ability, which says exile each permanent with converted mana cost X or less. That's one or more colors. So with Painter's Sermon out for minus X zero, you can get rid of every single land. You can exile every land. It'll get yours too. Yeah, it'll get yours as well. Um, And actually back in 2009, uh, um, I think, maybe, yeah, no, not 2009, But, but when Ugin came out. Oh, right. Yeah, because that was not 2009, right? Fate Reforged. That was 2015. I want to say 15. They are basically were saying, this is why Parent Servant's not coming off the ban list. Right, you have a quote from Sheldon here, actually, right? Yeah, I think it's... I've said before that Ugin the Spirit Dragon probably provided the final nail in the coffin, making sure that Parent Servant never comes off the ban list. I have no reason to move off that stance. Now, that was a long time ago. I think the main reason that you can take it off now is that you could play Armageddon for three mana. I mean, or four you could mana. back when he said that too. Yeah, exactly. You so, play Yackle Hops. Yeah, so Ugin plus Painter Servant is like, yeah, it doesn't seem that broken. Yeah, it's fine. Like, hey, a sure feel bad. Don't maybe don't do that.
1: You but know, don't do it. Yeah. Don't play Armageddon. <laughs> but you know, if you're in that kind of play group, and that's totally fine with everybody blowing up lands, then play Armageddon. You don't need to jump through so many hoops to yeah. do
2: this thing. Yeah, there's a lot of different things. I mean, that's kind of what some Planeswalker decks use as their win condition, which is just. Armageddon plus Ugin. My
1: favorite is Joel Rail and just hold that activation hostage. Mm. If you cast a, a a board wipe, I'm gonna turn all your lands into creatures, so you'll lose all your lands. And that kind of just Jordan says that's so funny. Yeah. That, that's a similar type of a thing, I would say. Yeah. You can also just actually cast a board wipe and turn all their lands into, <laughs> <laughs> into creatures and, and and Armageddon one player. Um the next one is is again a mean one. It's mana maze. It's blue sorry, one in a blue for an enchantment. Players can't cast spells that share a color with the spell most recently cast this turn.
2: Such weird wording on these old cards.
1: Yeah, so it kind of does the thing where everybody can only cast one spell, but it's in blue. Yeah. I mean, there's already white and green cards that say, like, you can only cast one spell per turn.
2: Or yep. white cards, I think, and there's green there's ones. There's plenty of them that do that. Yeah, so, yeah. Eh but painter servant just makes it slightly more possible. And finally we have a lot of color hoser cards, so There's tons of color holer- hoser wa- ways cards. ways for weird like colors to counterspell things. So yep. life force and green, it's green green for an enchantment and you can pay green green to counter target black spell. So now you can do it for every spell of painter servant and then black has death grip which is black black to counter target green spell. You know, it's like these things exist and now painter servant in the same way that pyroblast is made better because of it. So are these. So all those cards with painter servant could be playable and that's I think the question are most
1: of these cards realistic? Like are you putting combo cards in your deck that require another card that's in your deck not in your command zone? Yeah. You like you have to have painter servant out for a lot of these
2: cards to work. In the so, way that you want them to, yeah.
1: Yeah, so are you like I'm going to put story circle in my deck and yeah. hope I draw I get painter servant. Like is that worth it?
2: No, because I think what it does is it creates a one way combo, which is like you need Painter Servant to make this good instead of this is a deck that's all about stacks. So yeah, I do want to play the card that doesn't let players cast more than one spell a turn. So when Painter's Servants come out, that's great. It makes this card better. Right. But if it only goes one way, it's like this Painter's Servant is only here for this card, then you're that's like you're, you're going too deep. Literally, two cards deep that you don't want to. Yeah, I, I agree. I think mostly you want the Painter Servant to
1: synergize with the rest of your deck. Yeah. You don't want your deck to synergize with the Painter Servant. Servant. Exactly. And then so, if that thing gets exiled, then what, what's your, what was the point of your deck? Well, I don't, I definitely don't want, Painter Servant gets exiled, and now three or four or five cards in my deck are are like, garbage. Duds. Yeah. They don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think in the decks, like the Krosis deck, the Una deck, mm-hmm. legendary creatures that mm-hmm. synergize with Painter Servant, then that's a lot more useful, because you always know you have that one synergy available to you. Yeah, totally. Um, and Probably if you if you're in the type of combo play group and you're going to play Grindstone and Sphinx's Tutelage, because those are so powerful, like Grindstone kind of knocks out a player immediately. That might be strong enough to just score, kind of run the, that two card thing, especially like you said in blue you're or something. It up anyway. where you're going to yeah. be able to find the other piece if you get one. You know, so if I draw one, I can find the other and X Y Z. Yeah. How powerful do you think this is going to be?
2: Not that powerful like do you think you're gonna see it often because i don't really think i am i think i'm gonna see it maybe once you know across maybe like say like 10 games and when it happens i'm gonna be like cool awesome that's great that that's neat i'm glad you could do that if they were trying to grindstone someone with it i'd be like "Eh, all right fine but you could have probably found a way to infinitely mill me any number of ways yeah i mean here's a question because the last unbanned card was
1: protean hulk Mm -hmm. i think that is way more impactful way more powerful of a card than painter servant and i doubt we'll see the impact on the format that Protean Hulk's had, and Protean Hulk in casual circles hasn't had a huge impact. Yeah, in competitive, it, it kind of has because of Flash and some comboy stuff. I don't think Painter Servant will have that kind of effect on the really powerful decks at all.
2: Yeah, Protean Hulk just gives you a win sometimes if you manage to kill it or have it be sacrificed. Um, I mean, you can win on turn zero with Flash.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Where I don't think there's anything like that even close to that available with Painter Servant. Yeah, Painter Servant again. I think it's for Johnny's. I think it's for people that want to try interesting combos out, and of course, like. Almost every other card that's powerful in the format, there is a way to break it and be mean with it. But it kind of seems like the rules committee is almost putting the trust into the player's hands and being like, we know you're not going to go down this road because no one's been like Armageddon crazy in the first place. So how many people are going to try to run the Ugin Painter-Servant combo? Yep, although Uh they did just ban
1: Iona, which clearly they think that's a...
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe the (laughs) thing they don't like is having players play a game of Magic and have to do this. Because right. that's kind of what Iona does, and that's kind of what a uh, Paradox Engine go off turn does. Because right. Because everyone just has to sit there and be like, okay, we're not playing anymore. So maybe that's in the line. I don't know. I don't yeah, know if I that's mean, in line with their thoughts. Yeah, I mean, Dramatic
1: Reversal Ice Scepter, there's Seedborne Muse, there's all kinds of things. All right, all Bullets right. the Citadel me. <laughs> and, you know, whatever. Like, there's a million things that do that. Yeah, that's true. But I, I do think, you know, in their defense, one thing I'll say about Iona is it's difficult to play Iona in a fashion that is not oppressive. oppressive right. Yeah. Like, you can't play it. And just not choose a color. So it's going to... It's what it does inherently... It's going to hurt. It's going to be, be, be feel bad for a player. Now, painter Servant, there's a bunch of ways to play it where it's just you're doing cool synergy stuff and it's not crazy like yeah. exactly hosing anybody. Like, it's doing powerful things, but it's... Yeah.
2: So, so maybe that's what they're thinking. I think the most powerful thing is just the upheaval that you can do with Washout and Hibernation. Yeah. But, but
1: again, a two-card combo that... Get you your upheaval is not that like.
2: I would rather play a two card combo that wins me the game. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you want to pick up, you know, maybe maybe you want to build a Nuna deck now. Maybe not the worst idea. Yeah, or not, a Croesus, or if idea. you want to get a grindstone or some Sphinx, Sphinx's tutelage or a painter servant itself, just go to cardkingdomcom zone. Use that affiliate link when you buy all your Magic products. Singles, you can order your M20 Modern Horizons. Maybe pre-order Commander 2019 fairly soon. You're going to get that stuff anyway. Just use that affiliate link when you do, and you are supporting this podcast,
2: Game Nights, all of our content. That's right. Game Nights coming out later this week, by that's the way. Right. Get stoked about that. And also, I want to know if you guys find any cards that we didn't talk about. Uh, Ultra Pro, also the sponsor of this show. If you're on cardkingdom.com slash command zone, you can buy Ultra Pro product that way. You can get sleeves, whatever, all that stuff is usually on their store in different areas here and there. And now the M20 is out, we have these awesome new playmats. Oh, they yeah, look so cool. I got so the cool. Cali one. Dude, the Kelly one looks amazing. Oh, you so got it
1: was a safara not sephora
2: <laughs> sephora i just about to say that there's like an angel over here trying to get you to try on something <laughs> oh we've
1: we've we skipped uh to the listeners we're gonna skip the end step on purpose uh, yeah. because this is a mini episode but to the listeners
2: this one should be obvious what do you think of the bands yeah what do you think Fair? of the unban? unfair what do are you like them do you not about? like them i i don't know do i like them Jerry's <laughs> <They're> still out <laughs> Please tell us if Jimmy likes them in the comments and on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Help me formulate my opinion. We're going to group think this one out. Um, yeah. <laughs> Leave us a comment. squeeze at us. Do all that good stuff. Or join us on our Patreon or our Discord, where we will 100% be discussing this very, very much in depth. Oh, I can imagine our Discord's going to be all about it's this for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, for absolutely. sure. Uh, make sure you check out our sister podcast,
1: The Masters of Modern, Alex Kessler and Ben Bateman. They talk about the modern format and all things competitive magic. You can find them on YouTube is probably the best place. Just type yep. Masters of Modern into the search bar. They're also on Stitcher, iTunes, on Collected.company just right next to us. And you can find them on Twitter at the MMCast.
2: And of course, our editors for the show are Ashlyn Rose and me, probably because we had to put out an extra episode this week. And Josh is absolutely swamped with game nights. We have three pieces of content dropping in a single week. This feels like August when we were like going nuts for Commander product and all the time. What's
1: next month, Jimmy? It's August. So there's no ding, ending ding, ding, sight. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah,
2: we'll get some sleep eventually. Yeah. Uh, and
1: and <laughs> special thanks to Jim Jeffrey Palmer, who does the Living Card animations that are behind us and start and end each of our episodes. You That's can right. find him on Twitter at Living Cards MTG. I
2: all took right. your line. I know. I'm glad. I, I Every time I say it, I always have to go to YouTube.com. So podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it all in there. Oh, yeah. Well, make sure. Also, if you are playing a Teamfight
1: Tactics, oh, yeah. Riot's new mod, first of all, if you're playing it, you should listen to our podcast about it. It's called Teamfight Tactical Report. The you can report. find that on Twitter at TF Tactical. If you're not playing it, you're listening to a Magic the Gathering podcast right now. If you like magic... And drafting, or limited, creating a deck... Then Teamfight Tactics is going to be for you. Uh, I, I liked Regular League a little bit, but I was never super, super into it. Yeah. This is, like, our new obsession. Like, we're playing it's the correct. crap out of it, yeah.
2: Uh, it's amazing. You know how, like, you build a commander deck, you're like, I want this commander because he's th- so cool, and then there I'm going to put this and this creature... You kind of do that every single time you play TFT, yep. but you build a different one. It's like this time I'm going to be like icy and glacial. This time I'm going to go noble and do this. So yeah, it's yeah, really you, cool. I'm in the shower and I'm like, I wonder what it would be like if I put these this together. And then I'm like, i you know, go try and force yeah. it. So yeah, yeah.
1: definitely uh, download the League client and check out Team Fight Tactics. Yep. And then
2: listen to our po- podcast, Team Fight Tactical Report. It's also on YouTube now, so you can check that out. And when the second episode is coming out probably today. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Peace.
0: Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com. Or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Quai. See you later, alligator.